love you, God. You're everything. You're everything. You're everything, dear Jesus. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Everything to you, Jesus. Worthy, worthy to be praised. Oh, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good tonight. Amen. We're going to give them to the Lord. Meet and greet everybody. I want you to come march with us tonight.
continue to just continue doing what he's doing in my life. But also, so anointing on me and Kim today, Mother's Day, the devil's fighting her. She wants to be in the house of God, but she can't not drink for one day so that she can make it here for her Thursday night. And I know what it's like to be bound by drugs and bound by alcohol. And it's real, I mean, I can say it's not her choice, but it is, but it's, it's just, those chains need to be off in Jesus' name. Amen. God is delivered. Sir? Um, I want to uh, pray for my sister. She'll be leaving June 1st. Um, she's training for a four month. She'll be back in October. Or October. And then she'll be off for, I think, 10 years. Sorry. Well, she'll be off for a month. And she'll go to Washington State. But she's active duty in the Army for, for seven years. Seven years. So put half the office on her. Yes. Yeah. Amen, Brother Carl. Uh, keep my family in prayer. Uh, and uh, keep my granny going for it. She's feeling a lot better from the stroke, but it's been a long way to go. Amen. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. See those that are missing tonight. Okay, Lord, you are our Savior and our King and our Redeemer. We call upon your name. We seek your face tonight, O God. You are the healer. You are the miracle worker, O God. Amen. Let's worship as they sing.
the Lord. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. I think our chorale group did an awesome job. Let's just give them and the Lord a good hand clap of appreciation. Man, we want to hear more of that. Hallelujah. Awesome job. Hey, we worked real hard in practice, and we'll get our sound worked out better one of these days. Hallelujah. So glad. Amen. We've been able to worship and praise the Lord tonight. Amen. Well, my voice this week has been on the edge of there and not being there. So tonight we're going to have Brother Jonathan Akers come and preach the word to us. Amen. Hallelujah. I might get through about 10 minutes of a Bible study, but I don't think I get past that with my voice. But uh, after seeking the leading of the Holy Ghost, amen, I believe Brother Jonathan is the man for the hour tonight to preach unto us the Word of God. The Bible says, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. Amen. We need the preaching of the Word as well as the teaching of the Word. Because the Bible says you'll be saved by the foolishness of preaching. The world don't value it. The world don't realize what's going on. But the anointing preaching of the Word of God is what is needed in the city of Seminole today. Right. Amen. God has a message for this city and for this congregation. And we're going to hear it tonight. Lift up your hands and ask God to speak unto us tonight. Dear God, we want you to speak to our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, God. I praise you. I worship you, God. You are everything. You are everything. You are everything, dear Jesus. Have your will. Have your way. Have your will. Have your way. Move, God, in this house, dear Jesus. Speak into our hearts. Open our hearts to hear what the Spirit would say unto the church. Mighty God, you are awesome and powerful, dear God. Glory unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, Lord of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated for a moment. But while you're seated, if you have your Bibles, give them open to Romans chapter 13 and verse number 12. This is not what I would call, well, we'll just say this. This is a basic message for a very important time. I'm going to be talking and I'm trying to prepare you for the revival that God is going to give us and that we're going and having at this moment. Okay, we are... We're, and, and I'll, I'll get into that in just a second. I don't want to get ahead of myself too much. Romans 13 and verse number 12. Amen. But it's great to see everybody here. And uh, I'm depending on you great saints of God. You guys, are, you guys are going to bring revival just as much as the ministry is. You are going to bring revival just as much through your prayers. Through your worship, through your outreach. We had outreach. Yeah. You don't realize how much of an impact one little pamphlet can have. It's not just handed to one person. That, that can infect somebody else's life and somebody else's life. One person can tell ten people about it and that can be a revival that you couldn't possibly imagine. It's all done through the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And it happens when you get your mind set. I'm going to live for God. I have a bee under my bonnet, so if you'll just... Uh, if you'll just bear with me, I'm, I'm ready to kick the devil in the teeth, and I'm ready to have revival. 
Hallelujah. Our world is waxing worse and worse, and we don't have time to sit around and wait for it to get better. We don't have to sit away. We don't have time. Um, we are not called to sit around and wait until the rapture comes. We are called to be warriors, to be out, to be witnesses unto our world. We're in the last days. That means we should witness a way we never had before. We are a chosen generation. We are a generation chosen to be in the last days. It's something special. What you don't realize is the Bible says we're going to have revival greater now than they had on the day of Pentecost. It said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Oh, I don't know about anybody else, but when I think about the revival that God has helped me envision to see, I get excited. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to tell you and I'm going to help you understand how you can be a part of that revival. Amen. And if you have not received the Holy Ghost, you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, you've not dedicated your life to God yet, you've got to do it. Amen. Otherwise, you have no part Amen. or portion with God's people. Hallelujah. We are here and we're going to strive for revival. But as long as you're sitting on the fence between heaven and between hell, when you're sitting, I'm not sure if I want to be in the world or I'm not sure if I want to live with God. As, as long as you're sitting in between, God can't use you and you're not going to be blessed of God. That's the truth. But if you get a hold of it, I trust, I, hallelujah, I promise you. Yes. That's a better life than you could ever have in the world. It's a better life than you could possibly imagine. Is it hard? Yes. Is it warfare? Yes. But when you see victory, there's nothing like it. Because it makes you want to run the aisles. It makes you want to shout for joy. Hallelujah. When you're up here praying for somebody and they receive the Holy Ghost right before your eyes, it's something that nothing else can do for you. It's a blessing that nothing else shut up because you helped somebody make it to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Romans 13 and verse number 12. The night is far spent, and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. If you'll stand with me for the rest of this verse at least. I'm sorry, I'm kind of wrapped up in what I'm preaching. And let us put on the armor of light. Now this is something that this, these last three words here is something that kind of hit me when, I, when God gave me this verse. The rest of it I'm going to be talking about as well. But the armor of light part. You know, that song, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine all around my neighborhood. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And notice it said armor. Because when you're going out to witness, you're protected. And beyond that, you have an army standing behind you. What you don't understand is when you witness in Jesus' name, it's something that happens that can't be stopped. You are putting a spark on some kindling. That person's life right there is dry and dead, and you're putting a spark on it. And it won't go out. It just sits there and it smolders. And that person says, I wish that person wouldn't have said that. I wish that person wouldn't have handed me that hand out. But now I can't get God out of my head. It starts to spark. It creates a neighbor that won't go out. Because when God does it, it's done right. Hallelujah. You may be seated for just a moment. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us go forecast off the works of darkness. The first thing that you're going to have to do in order to be a part of revival is you're going to have to make up your mind that I am going to live for God with all of my heart. And I'm going to do it today. Yes. First decision you've got to make. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you're going to have to make up your mind. I am going to forsake the world and step into God's zone of holiness, of living a righteous lifestyle. Amen. That's something that a lot of people, that's their problem. They have that, they have that as I want to live for God, but they're, they're, they're still got a hand in the world. 
Why? Because the devil has that lie that says you can't do without it. But you see, there's something about it. Eventually, the more and the more that God works on them, they say, I may not be able to do without the world, quote unquote, but I definitely can't do without this Holy Ghost. Because these people are the people that's walking in the work with a smile on their face. These are the people that are working, walking throughout our neighborhood saying Jesus loves you. These are the people that are going through life that actually have joy and they're not going around with guilt wanting to kill themselves. These are the people that are, well shut up, that have something. Hallelujah. You're going to have to cast off the works of darkness. Amen. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. And as you're turning there, I'm going to get a drink. Hallelujah. Already? Hallelujah. Chronicles. Chronicles. Chronicles chapters. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and 14. Okay. All right. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people which are called by not my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Amen. I want you to look at something, and I want you to, just for a second, understand what I got from this. Our world is sick. They are sick with the demons of this world that are plaguing this place with addiction and sin. They are sick. Spiritually sick. And what happens when the people in the church, and I'm, still, I'm talking about revival. This is something I want you to get a hold of. If we are going to have revival in this church, it's not on the pastor's family. It's not on the pastor. It's not on the evangelist. It, it, it's not on just a couple of key saints. It's on all of the saints of God to put on their weapons, to put on their armor and say, I am going to fight for revival. Hallelujah. So it says that my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and pray and pray and pray. It has to do with it. If you'll find yourself in a prayer room, if you'll find yourself at home on your knees saying, God, we need revival. God, we need revival. God, we need revival. Then God will hear your prayer. Hallelujah, when we have late night prayer meetings, what would happen if everybody in the church made it a point? I'm going to make it. I may fall asleep while I'm praying, but I'm going to show up and pray as long as I can. What would happen if we decided we're going to get early for church and we're going to pray and worship and bind together and say we're going to have a Holy Ghost filled service? Somebody's going to receive the Holy Ghost tonight. What would happen if we would humble ourselves and pray? We underestimate the power of prayer, but we most underestimate when we bind together and pray together. Because what you don't understand, when somebody's praying with you, it's just not a, another prayer, it's two times the power you would have alone. Hallelujah. So when you have a church full of people praying, the power is out the window. It can't be measured because there's a bunch of people with one mind, one accord, are praying for something. And that means that God says, they're serious about this, and I'm going to overcome some things. I'm going to kick some devils out of the way, and I'm going to say, this is the time for revival. All because we humble ourselves and pray. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Well, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. You're going to have to go and you're going to have to find that place and say, God, I need to know what you want me to do today. Because God gives you your missions daily of things that he wants you to do that day. Hallelujah. It may be that he just tells you that day to stay away from some things because he's trying to keep you on the right path. Seek his face. Secondly, turn from your wicked ways. That means that you're going to have to look at some things that aren't beneficial in your life and say, I'm going to kick them out. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm speaking from experience here because I'm human like everybody else and I deal with some things that you probably don't know I'm dealing with or I have dealt with because I have to say, hey, I got to kick this out of my life because it's killing me spiritually. Hallelujah. There's some games that I had to make up my mind. I'm not going to play anymore because it's just got some things in it that is killing me spiritually. Hallelujah. Amen. I feel a hang up right there. Come on. When you're falling in love with Jesus, and you begin to read his word, and you begin to read about the things that displease him. Yep. When you love somebody, you're willing to make some compromises for them. Amen. Yep. Okay, God, your word says here that we're not supposed to curse. Yep. Curse other people or curse God. Well, both of that was happening in what I was just doing. Yep. Therefore, I need to make some changes. I need, to, I need to go on my knees and pray. If it's, something, if it's in my work environment, I need to pray for my work environment. If it's something that I am doing for entertainment, i got to kick my entertainment out. Because this is something that is rep- that going directly against the word of God. Amen. Yep. Come on. What you don't understand is, is that revival is something that takes sacrifice. Yes. Living for God, period, is sacrifice. But the benefits... Higher than you can imagine. And there is no workers comp. Because every time you get hurt. God's going to heal it. Every time there's a situation. And somebody rejects you. God says hey. But this person over here is wanting the Holy Ghost. Every time somebody over here. Walks out of the church house. Somebody over here is going to be filled and baptized. In Jesus name. And they're going to run the aisles. And he's going to say. That one went out the door. But this one just got in. Hallelujah. God will take care of it. And I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and I will hear, heal their land. Amen. So what happens if the church gets to them and begins to praise them and begins to worship them and begins to get a hold of this? God will begin to heal our land. Yes. I want to give you a victory report right now. What you don't understand and what you don't realize because... This is something that, 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 that isn't on our news stations. The news stations don't talk about it because they're, they're doom and gloom. The news stations don't talk about what's happening. But do you realize that Pentecost is the fastest growing religion in the world? Do you realize that 20 people were, were filled with the Holy Ghost in an apostolic church? Do you realize that that was in the United States? That wasn't in some third world country. That was in the United States of America. Hallelujah. God has given me a vision. Hallelujah. God has given me a vision of the future to know what God is going to do. Do you understand?
saying we're in the last days. This very moment we can be taken up. But what God is doing is he's preparing for the last push of revival. Hallelujah. Oh, shut up. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. God's pushing for a push of revival. But he said if my saints will just get a hold of my vision. If my saints will just get a hold of what I'm trying to do. And see that I want to turn this city. I want this church to be filled with people that have spoken tongues. I want this church to be filled with people that have the revelation of Jesus' name. I want some Baptist churches to get the revelation of Jesus' name. I want some people to get a hold of prayer. I want some people to get a hold of intercession. I want some people to pray some people through to the Holy Ghost. I believe it with all of my heart that we're going to see a push of revival like we have never seen before in that Pentecost. We're going to see Sahushata. I've heard it preached. I've I God, I said, God, if this is true, help me to God to be a part of it. God gave me a vision to see. Hallelujah. All over the world, people walking in apostolic churches and saying, I need something from God. Hallelujah. We're living in a country. Hallelujah. Where we don't have a whole lot of monetary needs. Hallelujah. People out on welfare. People have government assistance. But let me tell you something. They need Jesus. Hallelujah. God's going to give them that revelation. I need Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm bound by drugs. I'm bound by alcohol. Hallelujah. I'm bound by the sins of this world and I'm never happy. I need Jesus. But how is it going to happen? Because there's going to be some apostolics in Seminole that say, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to show them. I'm going to help them understand that the only way they're ever going to be happy is Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell them my testimony that I was delivered. I'm going to tell them my testimony that I was filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell them my testimony. Can you raise your hands and just pray for a moment? Oh, Jesus, uh, mighty God, let your word find its way into every heart. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Could you give me another bottle of water, please? I'm going to go horse if I'm not careful. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Second. Corinthians chapter 6 verse number 17 hallelujah 2nd Corinthians 6 verse number 17 hallelujah this next portion of my message I'm going to be talking about some of the basics of living for God but I'm going to be talking about what they do and how they benefit you as an apostolic believer and you're probably going to say that guy's a fanatic yes I am you're probably going to say, that's a little too far, isn't it? And I'm going to say, no, it's not. We're talking about Jesus. You're probably going to say, well, I can probably do, do something else and get by. I want to take that chance. Furthermore, do you love Jesus enough to take that extra step forward? Yes, yes. That's right. Jesus' name. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 17. Wherefore, come from amount from among them. And be separate, saith the Lord. Amen. And touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. And will be a father unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters. Saith the Lord God Almighty. I will be your father. To the sons and to the daughters. That's who we are. Yes, amen. Anyway, I'll get there in just a second. Thank you, Jesus. 
Come from up, come out from among them and be separate. I want to stop here for just a moment and talk about something that may make you a little uncomfortable. I hope it doesn't. I'm going to be talking about holiness for just a moment. Come out from among them and be you separate. We're not supposed to look like the world. We're not supposed to act like the world. We're not supposed to speak like the world. And for us guys, holiness means means some other things. And it comes into some place where with the ladies it doesn't come in the exact same places. Or vice versa. That's the truth. Amen. For us guys, you know, we wear long pants. Have our hair combed. Yep. Wear a long sleeve shirt. Amen. That's our dress code. We're clean shaven. We 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 appear to people that are somebody that is shining and smiling. Amen. Yes. Amen. Something that God just brought to mind. When you're clean shaven, it allows some light yes. to appear where it wouldn't otherwise. That's the truth. Amen. That hair kind of covers up the light that can come from your face. People yep. see you. But it's something that has to do with just presenting yourself somebody that is that is clean and holy before God. Yes, amen. Come on. But for the ladies, you also have we have they have the dresses. They go and they and they're they're wearing it, and when people see them, they, they, they see a difference. There's something something different. That's the truth, yep. But there's something else that because we are trying to, and this is this. Okay, I, I, I live with a sister that's fashion mind based, okay? So I know a little bit about this. Just a little. Just a little. But uh, Gotta love her. we are not to conform to the fashion of this world. We're not, to, we're not supposed to get to the place where we say, yeah, my dress has to be below my knee. Really? My dress, if it's right there at the knee, it's okay. I want to tell you something, and, and if you're looking for a guy, a lot of you are already married, but I'm just, if you are looking for a guy, and you're looking for the right kind of guy, the guy is going to look for two things. Amen. He's going to walk into a church service, and he's going to be looking for the ladies that have the longest skirt, that have their hair up nice, and that are worshiping God. Yeah. And if that girl has her, has her dressed down to her ankles, praise God. There's somebody that loves holiness. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's something that pleases God. Because it shows God, I'm not just trying to ride the line. I'm not trying to be just get by. I'm trying to get as close to God as I can. Oh, I am trying to live as holy as I can. And for us guys, I'm not even going to play that video game at all. And man, I, I could turn down the sound, yeah. But I'm not going to play it, period. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to hang out with oh, I'm going to hang out with some good people. I'm going to get up and I'm going to listen to some preaching. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to listen to some Holiness gets you closer to God. Without holiness... It's impossible to please the Lord. Be holy for I am holy, saith the Lord. Is it fanatical? When you're living for God, aren't you supposed to be fanatical? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Why was it that Islam was the fastest growing religion? Because they were fanatical about what they were doing. They weren't worried about what people were thinking about them. 
They said, hey, I'm gonna, everybody I see, I'm going to talk to them about my God. But yet as, us as Christians get to that place where we're timid and, and we don't want to be different. We don't people want people to look at us different. Hoshatai. Oh, That's true. Hallelujah. What did Paul say? He said, demons has forsaken me for the love of this present world. Does that mean he, that, that, did that mean that he stopped believing for God? What happened with Demas? And, and I'm using I, I'm using what I believe the scripture says and what God has showed me. Hallelujah. What I believe happened to Demas was that he was there with Paul and he was and he was walking around with Paul and he was preaching, he was preaching, you know, at, at venues where Paul preached and, and he was going around with Paul and, and he was friends with Paul. And and so Paul said, Hey, this is what the Bible says. It says that as a man, you need to dress holy, you need to be holy, and you don't need to go over there to that to that tavern. You don't need to go hang out with those guys that are telling dirty jokes you need to make sure that when people see you they know you're a Jesus freak hallelujah you need to make sure that when you talk to people you're talking to them in a way so they know that you love Jesus you need to make sure that you are prayed up and you come to a, you come to the that you come and you pray every chance you get to the church that you every church service you can get into hallelujah that you pray in the mornings until you get through to the Holy Ghost and that you pray at night until you get through to the Holy Ghost so Demas, what happened to Demas? Well, Demas, he, you know, he was walking down the street one day and, you know, he was just, man, all this stuff, Paul, man, he, Paul's going really far with this stuff, but I don't know. So he goes over here and these people start laughing at him because he's wearing his long pants instead of the all popular cut off pants. This is the Bible days. I know I'm just, I'm just going with. A modern day twist. They start laughing at him because he doesn't look like them. He doesn't act like them. He doesn't tell the dirty jokes. He won't look at the picture they're passing around on their cell phone. Hallelujah. He says, no, I refuse. Hallelujah. So he's going along and they're laughing at him. He's like, so he, he's like, hey, man, I really want to go to this ball game over here. But Paul says it's wrong. And this, this, he's, he's just a little fanatical in this stuff, you know. And, and so he begins to drift away. And so during his and during the week, he he does he gets up. I, I, I don't feel like it. I'm gonna sleep. I'm not gonna pray. I'll just get up, and go straight to work. And, and and so he begins to skip out of some things. Yeah, I, I I can. The whole thing is I can get by without it. Come on. I'm still living for God. I'm just. Come on. I can get by without this. Come on. I don't have to wear a skirt down here. I I don't have to I, I don't have to cut these things out of my life because because I, I can get by without it. So he has that mentality and that attitude. And so Paul is there and he's about to, you know, they're about to start service. And here comes Demas. And, and so Demas comes up and says, like, how you doing, brother? And uh, I noticed that the last couple of services, you, you haven't been worshipped like you used to. And, and you don't show up for prayer meetings. Is everything okay? He's like, oh, yeah, I've been real busy. And, uh, you know, I... I, I've been having a lot of things going on, and, 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 and my wife over here has, has been has been spitting in my ear about stuff and wanted me to fix the sink, and, and I, I just haven't been there. So he makes the excuses. Come on, preach it. And Paul says, "Hey, you need to get in there. You need to you need to get to the you need to you know get to the altar and praise and worship God. You need to get your blessing, and you need to get through to the Holy Ghost, and you need to live right. You need to, you need to make sure that that you're you're keeping the holiness." The holiness that God has put in your, your life there. You need to make sure that you're making sure you're holy every day. And so Demas is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, sir. And so he's like, hey, 
You know what? Paul is just way too strict on these things. I tell you what, I'm gonna go over here and start my own church, and you can and you can wear your your short pants, and 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 you can and you can you can go to the ball game, and and, and you can play any video game you want, and, and and you can and you can wear any any length skirt, and 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 you can you can do whatever you can do everything you want as long as it, you know you're 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 staying on the line as long as you're right inside the fence, it's okay. So I started my own church because Paul, he's too strict. He, 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 he's too fanatical about these things. So Demas, he, and Paul says, Demas has forsaken me for the love of this present world. I want to tell you something, Demas didn't make it. Because when you start to compromise, it will destroy you. If you don't get a hold of holiness, eventually the devil will creep in into areas and he'll and he'll, and he'll stop your prayer life. And what happens is you're wondering why you are struggling so much with the sins that are immediately around you. I'll tell you why. It's because you're too close to them. Amen. If you keep yourself in the pig pen, you're eventually going to have interaction with pigs. Get out of the area of sin and say, I'm going to keep myself separate from the world. Be careful among you and be your separate. Saith the Lord, I am not going to act like them. I'm not going to look like them. I'm not going to talk like them. I'm going to be separate. Touch not the unclean thing. You've got to be like Daniel. I want to defile myself, oh my God, by going there, by doing that, by saying that, by wearing that. And you've got to have the mentality. Because if you have the mentality that says, well, it's not necessarily wrong, you're going to mess up. And you're going to find yourself in a place you don't know how you got there. But if you say, if it even looks like it might be wrong, I'm staying away from it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If my friend is inviting me, inviting me over to his house and say we're going to play some games, but I hear somebody say that somebody's bringing beer, I'm not going. Amen. Sure. Right. Hallelujah. You've got to get it in your mind. If it even looks a little bit bad, I'm not going to do it. If it even has something that is just a little bad, hallelujah. If, they, if they're just, you know, they're, they're just talking about doing something bad. They're not actually doing Hallelujah. The Bible says it and it's still true. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. And when you're involving yourself in that stuff, you are directly going against what God tells you to do. Yes, come on. Hallelujah. And I love video games. I, I really do. And it's something that, you know, getting in there and, and as guys, you know, we like, I mean, as kids, we played cowboys and Indians, okay? The Cowboys killed the Indians. That was just the way it went, you know. And then the Indians came back, and they, they you know, we had the whole thing going, and then they would come, and then, you know. And then, so, you know, I, I <laughs> me and my cousins, we used to, we used to go through there, and uh, my cousin had red hair. And uh, so he used to be, uh, you know, well, he used to be Chief Firehead, you know. I was like, hey, there's Chief Firehead. He's got his head on fire. And uh, so and we had a lot of fun. We played Cowboys and Indians. We played... You know, all kinds of games, and we had fun. It was good, honest to goodness, holy fun. But I got to tell you something. There's a difference between playing cowboys and Indians and getting into the games where they're cussing. And they're, they have immorality all around, and they're discussing immorality. 
The ideology of immorality is all around them. Be you separate. I'm not going to go into detail. I just want you to understand there is a line that you're going to have to draw and say, God, I want conviction in my life and I want to know what exactly you would have put in my life. The answer I have for you, if you don't know yet, stay away from it. Hallelujah. And you're always safe doing the basics. You know, the people think, hey, it's outlandish, you know, you know, reading your Bible and, and uh, you know, Listen to preaching and doing these things. Hey, why not? It can only help you. It can only build you up. It can only make you better. And if you fall in love with the word of God, you can't get enough of it. Hallelujah. No matter how much you read the word of God, you read it over again. It's like, wow, this is such an awesome story. I've read it 300 times, but this is awesome. Hallelujah. And there are little bitty stories that you don't notice until you read the story over again that are in the stories. Hallelujah. And you begin to get into the word of God and you begin to read and you begin to say, wow, I didn't know that happened. And then what happens when you begin to read more and more is you begin to see the just because God, the way God works in the Bible, it still has a point that goes through the whole chapter, through the whole book. You'll have points. They don't have points in, in, in particular verses and particular stories. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. You look through the, you look through the whole the book of 1 Samuel talking about Saul. And the point was is that you had this man that had fallen from the grace of God. This man that had not done what he was supposed to. But he was still in the position that God had put him in. And David said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. So the whole point through there when it started, Saul was a great man of God. Started with something that no other prophet in the Bible started with. And yet he let himself get a big head and he fell like lightning. He did the exact same thing Lucifer did in heaven. He got a big head and said all of a sudden, hey, I'm not getting what I should get out of this anymore. So I am going to try to make myself an authority rather than God. Come on, come on. That's right. Even though... David knew exactly what he had done, knew he was in the wrong, knew that he had been called to be king. He had been anointed to be king, but he was still in the position that God had put him in. And he said, I will not touch the Lord's anointing and God will take him out when it's his time. Hallelujah. Holiness of heart. Holiness of heart. I'm going to do my best to live for God and I'm not going to anything stop me. God may have promised that to me, but if he hasn't made a way for it to come to pass yet, then I'm going to stay where I am, stand fast, and pray until God fixes it. Hallelujah. We don't know what's going to happen. Our building's flooded out. We're in a new venue. We're having a revival. We don't know how everything's going to work out, but we can stand and say, God's already got it covered. We don't understand it yet. We don't know what's going on yet, but we know that God's got it covered. He does. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, we just reached the halfway mark. Halfway <laughs> mark. I won't be much longer. <laughs> you need some more water, bro? I'm pretty good for now, thank you. <clears throat> Clutch, touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Amen. When you're separate. There's something beautiful about it because the devils are afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Why? 
Because holiness draws you closer to God. Yes, it does. Amen. And you know what else? This is truth. Honest to God truth. This is coming straight from God. The more holy you are, the more presence of God that can dwell inside of you. Yes, amen. That's the truth. Right. The more empowered you are. Come on. The more anointing you have. Hallelujah. So when you are when you are progressing further and further toward holiness and you're forsaking the world further and further, you are opening yourself up. The Bible says he will not dwell in an unclean temple. Let me tell you something. Just speaking in tongues isn't enough. You've got to continue to be holy. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is a sign that God said, you're at the beginning now. Now you can start to move forward. It's not the end. Keep going. Hallelujah. That Holy Ghost is showing, okay, you're clean enough now so I can put a dose of myself into you. But as you begin to become holy, and as you begin to, hallelujah, you come to church, you start putting a suit and a tie on and say, I'm dressing my best for my Jesus. Hallelujah. When you start coming to church and saying, there ain't no worship too fanatical for my Jesus. All of a sudden, God says, hey, you're ready for a little bit more. And so the devils are afraid because all of a sudden your faith is being built and you come into the house of God and someone is over here and, and they have their hands raised. You grab their hand and you say, God, fill them with the Holy Ghost. God, fill them with the Holy Ghost. That holy lifestyle comes through. Hallelujah. It's a memorial before God. And God said, well, you've been trying. You've been trying to get more holy and you've been doing good. I'm going to bless you. And he pours out the Holy Ghost on that person. Oh, shut up. Because you have been living holy. And I want to stop right here. Hallelujah. This is something that uh, as you receive the Holy Ghost and as you're baptized in Jesus' name. And you see somebody in here that hasn't received it. And they're raising their hands. I want to say this before I go any further. The men with the men, ladies with the ladies. No ladies should come over here and stop praying with a man. This is something that is to be done. Hallelujah by the ministry. Hallelujah. You see somebody over here and you're a lady and you see a lady. Come pray with her and say in Jesus' name. But if it's a man, stay away from it. This is something of separation in the church. Hallelujah men away from the women. This is protection that is put into place. Hallelujah. And what happens? Why do you come over here and you help hold up their hand? I'll tell you why. When Moses was on the hill, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Moses was on the hill in the battle and the hill was going to God said, as long as your hand is raised into the air, I will give you victory. Hallelujah. But as he was praying, God give us victory. God give us victory. His hand began to slip. He began to get tired. Hallelujah. And his hand began, but all of a sudden, here comes Mary and here comes Aaron. And they grab his and put it up and say, I'm right here to help you. I'm right here to help you. And they had victory. Hallelujah. When somebody's seeking the Holy Ghost and they got their hands up, God, give me the Holy Ghost. And you come and grab it and say, I'm right here. I'll help you get through. I'll help you get victory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You have power in holiness. Amen. The devils are afraid of you. You will, you will find that in your daily life. Hallelujah. That you have more power to rebuke the devil when you're holy. Hallelujah. When you, you'll be going through your daily life and, and all of a sudden the devil will come to start to tempt you. And hallelujah. Where before you said in Jesus name and he had to keep repeating it to get him to go away. But as you begin to live a holier and holier lifestyle. When he comes and whispers he's like get away from me in Jesus name. And he runs like a jackrabbit. Why? Because you're empowered by a holy lifestyle. Hallelujah. One more passage of scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 27. (laughs) 
Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, the diversities of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but covet earnestly the gifts, and yet show I unto you more excellent way. Hallelujah, I want to tell you something. As you become more and more holy, all of us sitting in a moment of necessity, hallelujah, the Lord says, okay, hallelujah, you're living a holy lifestyle. You're doing your best. You've been praying. You've been reading your Bible. You've been fasting. Here's a gift of the Spirit. Go forth and use your faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So when you're going and, 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 and somebody, a family member comes and visits your home. Hallelujah. And you have a great time fellowshipping. And that night they get really, really sick. And I'm just using this as an example. And you say, God, what do I do? God, I, I, they're, I, they're miserable. And they're in my home. And he says, go pray for them. I'll heal them. And so you go and you lay hands on them and say, I command the infirmity to come out of you in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That person sitting there, probably not a believer. And and they're saying, thank you. Yes, you can pray for me. Oh, God, touch my body. And as you're praying, they begin to feel better. Hallelujah. Then they say, hey, thank you, Jesus. Hey, I'm feeling better. Hey, it's going away. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why? Because there was somebody living a holy lifestyle with faith in the heart that said, yes, you can be healed. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Your faith has been boosted by holiness. Hallelujah. A lot of these gifts are given because of holiness. The closer you draw to God, the more he can use you. Yep. Hallelujah. When you fulfill what God has told you, the basics open you up for being used for God. Hallelujah. When you repent, you baptize in Jesus' name and fill the Holy Ghost, you have filled the criteria, you can now be used of God in mighty ways. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. But as you receive, as you get closer and closer to God and you become more and more holy, all of a sudden he begins to open you up to be used a whole lot more. Because whereas before, and I'm going to tell you something that is the truth. Hallelujah. I heard a missionary talking about it one time. There was a Baptist minister overseas and there were people coming up to him. Hallelujah. And they said, hey, I need a touch from God. Will you pray for me? And he prayed and they received the Holy Ghost. Why? That Baptist minister didn't have the truth. He didn't have anything working for him other than he prayed in the name of Jesus. And so that person received the Holy Ghost. Why? Because that person's need trumped his worldliness. And God said, yes, I will touch them. Hallelujah. And as you begin to get holier and holier and you begin to draw closer and closer to God, it allows you to opening so that that person's need can be smaller and smaller. And you can go and pray, okay, in Jesus' name, let this person receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You better pray with him. For, for, and you keep praying and praying and that person receives it. Yes, Hallelujah. But holiness gives you that extra boost of power. That's right. And that person that's praying with you can feel it. When you are, when you go to pray for someone that is seeking after the Holy Ghost, and you've been living a holy lifestyle, and you begin to pray for them, excuse me, you begin to pray for them, they can feel it surge through you. Hallelujah! I'll be talking about that in just a second. Hallelujah! My closing, Hallelujah! My comment, I guess you could say, Hallelujah! The last verse, but cover earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Hallelujah! 
He's going to give you and he's going to help you seek after them. Amen. Desire them. Say, God, I want to be used of you in any way you see fit. Hallelujah. Let the gifts of the Spirit be with me and upon me so that I can, I can do the work of God. Hallelujah. Mighty God, I, 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 I want the gift of a prayer warrior. God, I, I want some of the gifts of the Spirit that will help me discernment. And, and hallelujah, I, I, I want to be able to help the church. And, and I want to be able to go and help pray for somebody and they be healed. I, I, so on and so forth. Pray for these things. And as you develop a more and more holy lifestyle, God will begin to bless you. And he'll begin to anoint you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Most important thing about prayer, though, is people give up too easily. We live, we live with a God that does things right. And he isn't going to give that healing until the person's heart is right. Amen. And until the situation is right. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't stop praying after just, you know, three or four minutes. Is that the person you want to be healed? Okay, we're going to pray until you get your healing. And you pray and God will come through for you. Amen. Hallelujah. It's important. But, uh, you know, something awesome that is done. And if, it's not, if you're not able to do it, that's all right. Get them to the house of God so that the Bible says call for the elders of the church and pray that they can be healed. Paul sent out aprons that have been prayed for. That it happens when you have one God believers filled with the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Ghost. Gather around and begin to pray. As I said, it's not just an extra person praying. Your power is doubled for each and every person. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. All right. Last thing. Blessing is something that is going to help you so much in this revival. And this is specifically for this revival. I want you to get a hold of this because this is going to help you tremendously. Get a hold of the fact so many times the devil will lie to you and say, you know, you don't deserve to receive a blessing. You don't deserve this or, or uh, you know, you need, you, need to, you need to go over here and, 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 and you need to pray and you need to seek, your, you need to seek God for, for this situation and for something else. You need to receive your blessing. It's a necessity. You have to. And it's so sad. But I want you to understand something. Just speaking in tongues isn't a blessing. That's just the, that's just the pinpoint of it. Because when you get up here and, it's, and, and you pray until you speak in tongues a little bit and you stop, you just dropped your blessing. That's the truth. Amen. Come the on. pastor that had the vision of the angels coming by and picking up the blessings, putting them in a bag and say, well, he didn't take that one. Yep. He didn't take that one. It's because they just stopped. It doesn't mean that they didn't speak in tongues. They didn't try. You know, they, they worshiped and they praised until they spoke in tongues, but they stopped there. And so they dropped the blessing that God had for them. This person could have been drunk in the Holy Ghost if they just would have prayed a little while. This person here could have, could have had a vision from God, but if they would have just prayed for a little longer, this person, hallelujah, could have had such blessings in their week if... They didn't pray. They didn't worship. They, 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 it's like, oh, a little bit's okay. A little bit's okay. Come on. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand something. There's nothing wrong. And I should say, God wants you to seek after your blessing. And I'll explain why in just a second. But God wants you to seek after your blessing. Hallelujah. He wants you to come up here and begin to praise and worship God and glorify God. Hallelujah. Begin to worship him. I love you, Jesus. And then you begin to speak in tongues. And then you begin to jump a little bit. Because the joy of the Lord starts flowing through you. You can't contain it. Oh, hallelujah. And then you begin to receive a blessing. Oh, hallelujah. I love the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Pour it out on me, Jesus. I want all the blessing you can give me, Jesus. Oh, yes, God. And he begins to bless you. 
and, and he begins to let the Holy Ghost flow all over you. Hallelujah. And it's, it's like liquid electricity that's flowing all over you. You're like, oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you begin to feel it. And that blessing is building you up and it empowering you. And it's contagious. Because that person over here getting that blessing. And they come and say, bless him, Lord. All of a sudden, that person that's there praying, oh, God, God, help me to get, uh, help me to God. I need your help. And they feel that all of a sudden they're saying, wow, hallelujah. I have victory. Yes, God. Because blessing is contagious. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil lie to you at all. Get your blessing. Furthermore, the devil also lied to you and say, you got these things and, and it keeps bringing them back up and back up and back up and back up to you. You can't go after your blessing. This is still in the way. This is still in the way. I want to tell you something. When you come with faith before God and you go seek that blessing, hallelujah, the things and, and, and the things and the problems in your life, God will begin to work on them. Hallelujah. So when you come up here and you say, God, I'm dealing with this in my life, God. I am so sorry for what I've done. I repent, God, and I will do my utter best to change. I'll put whatever safeguards in my life I have to to protect against this, God. And I'll do my best to never do it again. God, I need your help. I'm sorry in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. At that point, you're done. Don't let the devil lie to you and say, keep going back, keep going back, keep going back. Come on. You're done. Hallelujah. God will help you. Now it's time for you to stand up and raise your hands and say, God, I prayed. I have, I have said I was sorry, God. I need my blessing. I need my blessing to empower me to God so I can fight this week. I need some joy so I can go and I can be alive and well. I need Hoshatai. What does blessing do for revival? I'll tell you what blessing does for revival. Blessing is the key to your light. What happens when you begin to come to church and you get your blessing? I'll tell you what happens. Hallelujah. And you've got to renew that blessing every single morning. You say, God, I've come. I want to start my, my prayer meeting with praise. And God, I need to continue my blessing. I'll tell you just a second. Hallelujah. So you come to church and you praise and you worship till you get your blessing. Hallelujah. And what happens? It puts a smile on your face. The joy of the Lord's all over you. And you go and say, brother, God is so good. God is so good. Hallelujah. That enthusiasm rages in your soul and you can't contain it that smile's big on your face god is so good that's your light because that that glow that glory of the lord that electricity that's all over you that is your light that's the light of your armor hallelujah so you go and and so you get home and you say hallelujah and you praise the lord and you say god i love you jesus you go to bed you wake up hallelujah you say god i'm gonna pray this morning god i need my blessing again hallelujah i want to have a blessing from you this morning dear jesus that i will pray and seek and intercede for my brethren god i need a little extra power to intercede for my brethren god give me a blessing and you begin to praise and worship god and so you go to work when you go through your neighborhood when you begin to go throughout your area and you have that smile on your face and that person says how are they what's what's with them they've got a glow their smile is so big they got so much joy how do they have that hallelujah you come up to them and you say hey god bless you it's good to see you i've i've come for work today isn't god so good i know it's raining outside i know it's thundering i know that the streets are flooding but god is so good <laughs> And when they see that, they're saying, what is wrong with that person? There's something that I need that they've got. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. You know why? Because your blessing is all over you. Hallelujah. So you have a rough day and you go home. Hallelujah. You say, God, hallelujah, my blessing is dwindling right now. God, my Holy Ghost level's a little low. God, I need a breakthrough, my blessing. So you're at home, you turn on some apostolic music and you begin to praise. You take a praise break for a while. There's nothing wrong with it. You take a praise break. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And you pray through to your blessing. And that smile comes back on your face. You go to bed and you start it all over the next day. You come up and God, I need my blessing for this morning. Hallelujah. And you go to work and you're smiling all over again. Hey, isn't God good? Yes, come on. Your blessing empowers you to be a witness. That's right, amen. Hallelujah. That glow comes from a blessing. Furthermore, I want you to understand the last and the final thing about blessing. Blessing is so powerful. And when you are full of the blessings of God, you can bless other people and they will feel that presence, that joy you've got. We've lost blessing in our generation. But you go up and say, God bless you. Jesus bless you. God bless you in Jesus' name. And that person feels that joy. Thank you. We practice it today. Person which I hand out a pamphlet. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I said, God bless you. She looked at me, put a smile on her face. Most people, when I say I'm a Jehovah's Witness, they walk the other direction. But she said, God bless you with a smile on your face. She had a smile and walked into Walmart. Why? Because I transferred a blessing. Hallelujah. There's something about blessing that when you have it, it's easy to give it away. Hallelujah. When you have it, it's easy to give it away. Hallelujah. When you're here praising and worshiping God, the Holy Ghost is all over you. And you see a brother over here that's struggling. You lay your hand on him and say, God bless him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You Your blessing is contagious. Hallelujah. So my words to you today, God. Hallelujah. If you want revival, if you want to see a move of the Holy Ghost in this city, get a hold of holiness. Get a hold of prayer. Get a hold of blessing. Because with these things, you can make revival spring out all over the area. Hallelujah. These altars are open. Hallelujah. Come and get your blessing. Come and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ask God to help you be a tool. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Mighty God, instill all of these hearts to God holiness. Mighty God, instill in every soul to God a desire to live for you with all of their heart. Mighty God, let them understand, God, hallelujah, the importance of holiness, the importance of prayer. Hallelujah, let them understand the power they have in heaven. Yes, God. Mighty God, let them understand their Jesus. Hallelujah, how great your blessings are for them if they would but ask. Hallelujah, how great your blessings are for them if they would seek them. Oh, Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Let your presence move, God. Let your presence move, God. Let your presence move, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, let the Holy Ghost cover every heart and every soul. Mighty God, every heart to have a decision. I'm going to live for God no matter what it takes. I'm going to be a child of God. Hallelujah, I'm going to be a chosen one, separate from this world. Oh, Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. 
Yes, God, yes, God, in your name, in your will, in your way. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, shadow, Yes, God, yes, God, in your will and in your way. Yes, 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 I come before you with an honest heart. 